listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And we're back on Money Talk. I'm Andrew Work, and we are going to the Your Money segment where Carolyn Wright is going to take a look at something that might help you to protect your investments, how to read and interpret what CEOs are saying about their companies. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Today, I'm going to take a look at something that could be a vital skill for all investors to get to grips with, how to read and interpret what a CEO has to say about their company. I'm joined now by Kirsten Molyneux. She is a partner at FGS Global and she has years of experience in training CEOs for public speaking. Thank you for joining me today, Kirsten. Good morning, Carolyn. Lovely to be here. Let's kick off with what does good communication from a CEO look like? Well, that's a very good question. And it, it spawned a myriad of white papers, courses, books on the subject. But for me, I believe it comes down to a few fundamentally important things. Firstly, emotional intelligence. Stronger EQ in CEO communication helps CEOs create more effective interaction, build belief, and takes people on a journey with them. Does this communication come from the heart? Does this leader understand the emotional expectations from the audience? Does this audience trust that communications? And trust is a fundamental component in capital markets. Trust drives reputation and valuation. So for CEO comms, I think it's essential. And then I think we have three other vital ingredients, transparency, integrity, and consistency in that message. And investors are looking out for that all the time. And these ingredients build up reputation. CEO communications is an incredibly important asset for companies, and it helps set up the wider organizational brand equity. So good CEO communications needs to be insight-driven, agile, and easily understood from wherever your stakeholders sit. Now, we all know that every so often a CEO will have to deliver bad news of some sort. How important is it for them to play it straight delivering that bad news? Well, Carolyn, there is an, an art to telling bad news well. And the most successful CEOs will, at some point in their career, have had to deliver difficult or bad news. But what makes for good CEO communications is how convincingly they talk about turning the situation around or their plans to mitigate uh, the challenges within a realistic time frame and you know, laying out the next steps. They need to communicate in a way that's transparent, humble and accepting of the situation rather than trying to put a spin on the story or change the narrative. Look, it's a common human emotion to try and put a shine on bad news. But my advice is play it straight, be clear, be consistent with your messages and very cognizant of how your bad news is going to land. Senior management should always look at an issue from an outside in perspective and try and anticipate market reaction and be ready to deal with any questions that might follow. And I think probably just to also add, communicating bad news isn't about resolving the situation immediately. It's not about closing it down. It's about building back up long term trust. That's going to take time and delivering, of course, on what uh, you have promised. Many CEOs have long histories of doing this and those that do it well engender trust and loyalty from investors, even in tough times. How important is it to inspire confidence in investors and how important is body language as well as the words that you're using? 
I genuinely believe it's hugely important. People want to believe and follow leaders who are passionate and committed and leaders who fill you with a sense of wanting to be on a journey with them, solve problems with them, even in a difficult situation. And inspiring investors is the same. However, integrity, delivering on your strategic plans play a huge part in inspiring confidence in capital markets. Do I trust this leader with the fund's money? Will they create value? Will they deliver on promises to improve returns over time? And are they focused on doing everything they can to solve a challenge or an issue? But your point about body language is also incredibly important because non-verbal communication plays a significant role in establishing trust and inspiring confidence. Even the control of the breath, the pace and rhythm at which a leader speaks is key. Then we have posture, facial expression, tone, pitch of voice. All of these things enhance and reinforce how we absorb and how we feel about what has just been communicated. And I think another point is I feel it's very important that a leader should play to their own individual strengths and their own individual sort of character when they're communicating. They must be authentic to themselves and within that be very clear on the direction of travel. The CEO communication should be then amplified within the wider corporate communications, which would build up belief in narrative along with good execution and delivery on milestones. And I believe these things are what helps inspire investor confidence. So don't be afraid of letting a little bit of personality out. Absolutely. Now, you brought up a very important point there, Kirsten, that you said they may have to answer questions. Obviously, delivering the bad news or good news, you've probably got a prepared speech. But afterwards, you're likely to face questions. So is there a right way to handling a question that you don't actually really have an answer for? The best advice here is if you don't have the answer yet, or you don't have the full picture, is do not communicate something that implies that you do have the answers. In any issue, incident or crisis, which by nature is an evolving situation, and more facts will potentially come out or more will be known at a later date, if a senior leader has gone out too early and communicated too much too soon, and then that information is proven to be incorrect later on, you're looking at a possible loss of credibility and that the situation has got away from you. And this can be very damaging from a reputation perspective. However, there is an art, a communications art, to handling these types of situations. Common sense, probably, but under pressure, harder to remember. The easiest thing is to acknowledge the issue of the situation, explain that you're finding out the facts, it's work in progress, and that things are still potentially being drawn together, and then quickly move to responses or responding on the facts that you do know. An example of this, for example, is while we don't yet have the conclusions of our findings, what I can tell you is, and this is a bridging technique, which reassures and helps ground messages and can calm down a situation. It will also earn management time to find out more and develop the responses going forward. So going forward, you've come up with a plan for a situation. Now you're going to have to deliver that plan. How important is turning that plan into action with deliverable results for a CEO's reputation? 
look, expectation management is a huge part of CEO communications. There's no doubt about it. And a turnaround strategy is not worth the words expressed if they're not executed and delivered upon. However, with regular briefings, updates, showcasing the progress that you're making to move the situation forward will win back trust. But this must, as I mentioned earlier, be done with transparency, integrity and consistency. Because investors who believe that management are doing all they can to improve the situation and are following a plan with clear deliverables and milestones will give management time and support but it's not something that is uh, not without a time limit. Now, time limits, that's another good point that you've brought up. How long does the average CEO stick around for nowadays? And how does that compare to the past? And what challenges does that present? It's a really, really good point, Carolyn. 20 years ago, the average tenure of a CEO was between eight to 10 years. Nowadays, we're looking at just under five, four to five years. That's a huge shift. And they still have their day jobs to do. They're still running the businesses. They're answering to the board, stakeholders, internal and external, etc. And with everything sped up in our digitally connected age, CEOs are given less time to get their feet under the desk. Everyone is already forming opinions all the time. Investors will want to know the CEO's 100-day plan, and they probably want to know it 99 days ahead of when it's actually ready. It's therefore never been more important for leaders to focus on their communication, be visible, and build up relationships with their key stakeholders and do that quickly. They must also have their CEO narrative ready, otherwise the markets will write it for you. So being prepared is obviously very important. What sort of training would you suggest a good CEO needs to help them prepare for doing all of this? Only a very small percentage of you know the world's CEOs are natural born communicators and the same goes for the rest of us. However, CEO comms is so important, I believe, as, as leaders spend around 70% of their time communicating. Even the best CEOs will have had some kind of training on how to present. They will have had crisis or investor or media training, etc., over the years. And most good CEOs value the need for rehearsal, coaching, and importantly, understanding the deep feedback from the investor community and the market feedback. This insight will help them shape future responses and give them perspective. I also believe that preparing management for any capital market engagement is essential ongoing work, especially in the face of the complex and volatile market conditions we're seeing now, where reputation is everything. And history has shown the dangers of CEO who only listen to their own echo chambers. And I have to say that I'm lucky enough at FGS Global to work with leaders who do value this work. And it earns them trust, not just within their own CEO communications, but it also builds a stronger belief in the whole organisational strategy. And that's what wins support from investors and the capital markets. So I hope everyone has gotten a few tips there on reading and learning what to understand about what a CEO is saying when they're saying it and what they might be hiding or not, as the case may be. Thank you so much, Kirsten Molyneux. She's partner at FGS Global for coming in to speak to us today. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me.